Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen, host of the show. This WWDC special is brought to you by Agenda 14. Learn more at Agenda.com. I feel like I try to temper my emotions a little bit when I talk about this stuff, but honestly, when I plugged my iPad in to my 4K monitor yesterday, like after I installed iOS 16 or iPad OS 16, it, it blew me away. Well, hello there, and welcome to a very exciting episode of iPad Pros. The day is finally here. We now have overlapping resizable windows on the iPad with the feature known as Stage Manager and true external display support. And with both screens for M1 iPad users, that means we can now have eight unique app windows, plus a picture-in-picture window and a quick notes window. This update is just a transformative change to how I will be using the iPad. In editing this episode, I discovered just how incredibly handy having two apps take full width and half height is. Editing audio is largely a width-based thing, and you need very little vertical screen space. So I could be scrolling Twitter in the background while having full view of my timeline for editing. This is just one of the many things now possible because of this update with free floating windows. A setup I think will also be very popular for me is having the iPad screen in full screen iPad mode and using the external display in this new windowed mode to have the best of both worlds. It really is an exciting moment for the iPad and I'm pleased to welcome back to the podcast Matt Birchler from a better computer to break all of this news down from the keynote and some of the smaller tidbits after the event. As a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Agenda. Learn more at Agenda.com, and I'll be sharing more on Agenda a little bit later on in this episode. Head to the App Store now to download Agenda for free. With that, here's my discussion with Matt Birchler all about WWDC 2022. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast, Matt. Hey, Tim. Good to be here. It's an exciting, exciting day in iPad land especially. Yeah, it's uh, our Christmas in June <laughs> yes. that we get every year, and it was a it was a it was a big one this time. It was a good one, yeah. They uh, they closed the show with iPad, and that's always a fun thing. Yeah, I was uh, I it was a little I was expecting it right after iOS. I think they normally do iOS, watch iPad and Mac or something like yeah. that. But no, iPad got bumped, and for good reason, apparently. It really did, and we saw a preview in the Mac section. Like, that's 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 gotta be coming, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's no reason to do that otherwise. As, yes, as we'll I was, talk about. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was mostly off Twitter during the uh, the keynote, so I was just kind of watching it, and that was like the one bit where I kind of popped on for a second to see what people were saying, and like immediately everyone was like, "Oh, this is the iPad feature on the Mac." Obviously, obviously. And we were all right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they started with iOS 16. And they also, I think they kind of had their bets that maybe they couldn't do any of this live. So they just said, we're going to do it all pre-recorded, is my theory, as to why there was no live aspect at all, even though they had people there. Mm, that's interesting. So they're like, oh, maybe this won't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because, um, I mean, obviously the software looked good. I did notice, like, um, it's a real small detail, but I noticed when Craig was demoing the um, the feature, the stage manager feature, like when he was moving his mouse, there was, like, a little delay that, like, I wasn't quite expecting. Like, I was like, 
this was the best take. Like I was a little surprised yeah. that uh, they didn't go with one that was like absolutely pixel perfect. Um, but yeah, I could actually see. I've I've been using it for about like twelve hours now, minus sleep, and uh, <laughs> I could I could see why they may not want to demo it quite yet. It's a little it's a little buggy in its current form, but yeah. Now I will say cool. it's this is the first time uh, we've done video uh, for a podcast, and that's because. Um, I could do this now on the iPad. I got my Skype as full screen you there. And then I got an extra uh-huh. monitor with my notes and Safari open. And it's a beautiful thing. Wow. Yeah, you're right. This is a, this is a first. Because normally uh, the camera would crap out even if I did slide over on mm-hmm. uh, for notes. Uh, so now I can actually do a video chat while having my big monitor next to it with all the, the work stuff. That's pretty. So you're you're doing this entirely from the iPad right now? Yeah, I'm all on the iPad, uh, and wow. I'm not I'm not stupid. So I got I'm I'm recording <laughs> on a stable external Zoom H6. So the audio recording is independent mm-hmm. if this connection just craps out for whatever reason. But okay, yeah, I'm all on iPad right now. That's fair. I mean, the the fact you can do it at all is 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 great. Like that's. Uh, you, yeah, like, like you said, we literally couldn't have done this before. Yeah. And I, I did some tests prior, so I tried like, oh, so you can start the camera when you're in full screen mode and move it to the stage manager thing. But as soon as you add a second app, the stage manager on the iPad screen, it just shuts down the camera. So hopefully they do mm. fix that and that becomes a thing you could do in the future. Okay. That's really annoying. Um, yeah. I mean, one of the points of like having multiple windows on screen is that they're all running at the same time yes. right like yes. that's like if if you put a if you put your app to the background and suddenly it's less capable then that's not ideal like you can kind of like understand it when you like minimize it and it's like completely off screen yeah. but if it's like just tucked behind another window yeah it becomes a little less uh acceptable probably yeah, i'd say so, I, I, so maybe it's yeah. made of quirks and it's supposed to be there and working we'll see um, mm-hmm. and then yesterday was fun. Like I had PS remote play full screen in one app and then I had external monitor. So I can like be looking at Twitter as I'm playing. Like it, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of like, it's the, the, the use case of a full screen app side by side with like the, the baby Mac experience is kind of like an interesting thing to be able to do now. Yeah. I, I feel like I try to temper my emotions a little bit when I talk about this stuff, but Honestly, when I plugged my iPad in to my 4K monitor yesterday, like after I installed iOS 16 or iPad OS 16, it it blew me away. Like, yeah. I, this is something that I've been like <laughs> hoping would be there for years, and like I've been in so many internet arguments with people about how it would never happen. It doesn't make sense because then it's just the Mac. But like, it's it was so just incredible to like have like this full thing here and just like the dock at the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And I could just click an icon with my mouse. That's just paired just perfectly with it. And just, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't even know what to do at first. Like yeah. it, <laughs> I was like, this is, this is so much freedom um, that I'm just not used to on the iPad. And like, there weren't the big black bars on the side of the screen. Cause oh. it was just mirroring. Like this is the most exciting thing by far for me because it, it totally, I think can transform the iPad for me. Like there's some apps that I still need on the Mac. Like I do all my video stuff in Final Cut Pro, but yeah. like 
if I can dock my my iPad to a screen and use it like at my desk with my like nice webcam and mm-hmm. chair and my like all that stuff and it all just plugs in through a Thunderbolt hub and everything, like that's kind of awesome. It is. <laughs> and one thing I I wanna hear from people that have the Apple Studio display is is it optimized in a way that it will actually use the camera and stuff of that display? Because um, that would be curious mm. if that happens. Yeah, that's a good question. I would like it. I would like to think it would. Yeah, or you would think you it pick, would, like because you do have the iPad camera in front of you as well. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. which is a better camera? <laughs> as they, which uh, is a better camera but worse uh, angle. So you know, it's angle, uh... yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm curious about that because uh, I did try clamshell mode. I thought, hey, let me try this. Let me plug plug my uh, iPad, uh, uh, you know, clamshell uh, with Magic mm-hmm. Keyboard shut and using external yeah. trackpad and mouse, and it just doesn't work right now. So hopefully that mm, could be a okay. thing because clamshell is a fun thing to do if you just want to be using that. Yeah, with just single mode. yeah, you're right. I didn't. Um, I only tried it with the with the iPad open. Um, but yeah, clamshell mode should definitely be a thing for for this. That should definitely happen. And then I tried the Apple TV thing, and that currently is just uh, mirroring, like the old way. Uh, you mm-hmm. can mirror your main display to the Apple TV while using extended display with a wired monitor. So that's kind of cool. I don't know what use case there would be for that, but you can do that. Yep. <laughs> 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 throw that on the technically possible pile, yeah so I guess. I guess you're air playing I don't know, your your main screen while working on the mm-hmm. other one I don't know it's a thing yeah. that can happen um, but that would be cool to see because Max you can use an Apple TV 4K as a true extended display so I hope that comes to iPhone okay. one day because that works pretty well in a pinch um, interesting yeah I've never I've never done that myself but I'm sure there's a niche where that's really useful yeah we had um a situation where we didn't have a USB-C adapter for HDMI for the MacBook Air in the house. So it's like, let's try this. Mm, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it worked really well, actually. Um, the other thing, uh, it's cool to see the arrangement. You have to have this, of course, in the settings area of the iPad. You now have a range of displays. You can have it above you, below you, left or right. That's all mm-hmm. really nice. Uh, there's no way to change the orientation of the extended monitor, so that'd be cool if you could have that be portrait. Um, right now, it's just yeah, answer. yeah. That's probably another year or two away. Right. There are settings per the monitor. Uh, okay. Like more space or less space is showing up on some monitors, uh, like refresh rate. So there are. It's doing some stuff with like monitor settings. Okay. Yeah, I think on mine, I've got an LG Ultrafine, not the one that yeah, the Apple sold a different one, a 4K one. Yeah. Um. But uh, for me, I think everything was a little smaller than I was expecting, but it was still good. Um, I think I'm used to iPad interfaces kind of being like finger sized, yeah. and it seemed more mouse sized. But like I've again, I have a 27 inch um, 4K display, and for me, everything was scaled nicely. I didn't even look into any settings because it just kind of defaulted to pretty good ones for me. You don't have that hooked up now, do you? <laughs> I don't. No, okay. no. Yeah, I'd be curious <laughs> to see what kind of settings the LG 4K gives you. Because I also have, so I have a Dell, like a. Like a crappy, like, I don't know, a couple hundred buck monitor. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also have a 15-inch portable USB-C monitor, which works really well with the iPad. It's just sitting on a table. You can just bring that with you to the coffee shop. you got your whole little setup there. Nice. Um, <laughs> and that had um, a couple different settings as well. Um, 
that's a touch screen, and I'd love to see that enabled at some point. Cause that'd, mm. be, that'd be great. Yeah. I don't see that happening anytime soon, though. <laughs> not until Apple makes a touch one, but yes. that's probably not for a long time. Yeah. And then the audio would spit out of the external display speaker, which I would prefer that not to happen because the iPad is the better speakers. So mm. that's another thing I'd like to see kind of tweaked. Yeah. I guess you can kind of see why this is not as simple as just uh, make it work on an external not, display. Yeah. And then, right? uh, the other thing I noticed uh, with so my orientation down at the desk down here is my iPads to my right uh, upstairs is backwards. And the thing I ran mm-hmm. up against is when you have the stage manager active, if you're trying to drag a window from your iPad to the external, you have the stage manager little windows up there between the drag points. So when you're trying to drag a window, it would just throw it back in stage manager. I couldn't get it to the display because mm. uh, it was trying to just throw it in the stage manager um, kind of background. Interesting. Window. Because uh, that does work if you're dragging to the right and the monitor's to your right. But if stage manager was there, it was kind of blocking it. Okay. So there's yeah, some I like, think, things to work out. Yeah, I definitely think this is one of those features that will look different when we when it ships like officially in the fall. Yeah, like sure. I think the functionality is is pretty much locked in. And I think they got that pretty well, but. Yeah. It, there's something just a little weird about it. Like it's a little much in some ways. <laughs> like the like the extreme angle that the uh, the like other windows over there on the left side are at is kind of funky. Like you said, the behavior you're seeing it kind of like makes it impossible to do that task. Um, there's actually I don't know if you saw in Control Center like where you enable Stage Manager. If you hold down on the option, you can disable those windows on the left, which I actually did, and it yep. makes it feel a little better to me. Um, you can also disable the dock entirely, um, which is interesting. It is interesting. Uh, so sure. I assume, yeah, you get more space. Could, I guess if you you have your setup and you're good with that setup for that moment, you can turn it off. Yeah, because like if you if you have the iPad plugged in, you have two docks, right? You have a dock right. on both display. So like whatever dock you click on, it launches the window there. So like if you have, don't have the dock on the main screen, you only have it on the iPad, then you have to drag everything. I don't know why I do that, but I guess you can. Yeah. So there are some settings, I, but I, I think it's it's not totally locked in yet. Like it's not nearly as like dire as Safari was last year, where we were all like, we all need to make a lot of noise because this needs to change. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, I, I definitely think that like of all the things we saw in the keynote, this was the one thing that was most exciting, but also definitely I think needs a little tweaking before. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they're going to get some feedback, prime and time. some tweaks. And, like, it'd yeah. be nice to change where the dock is on the Mac you have left, right, or bottom. Mm-hmm. That would be cool to see change as well. That's, yeah. Um, and yeah. The, the app library seems very useful now uh, in, the, in the dock, being able to just, like, open that to drag an app into it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the confusing thing with the dock, sometimes um, you want a second instance of the same app, and you think you're doing one thing, and then you just move you basically you move you swap your screen sometimes it's like oh i hit the button accidentally all my apps are over here now because it it moves Mm -hmm. with the whole instance of that uh stage manager over there so there's a lot of like learning to do with this yeah 
Yeah, I, I think another one of the issues I've run into is like the targets for like resizing and moving windows is a little off. Yeah. Like it's really easy to grab like the side of a window to like resize it. Yeah. Um, but like trying to move windows, as far as I can tell, you have to grab like those three little dots at the top middle. No, you can grab other places. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm grabbing the top area. In okay, okay. One thing I really like is... If you have, like, two windows on a screen, it'll, like, move them together almost in a, in a mm. nice way. That, that sounds terrible to some people, but, like, it, it's <laughs> actually pretty nice how it kind of, like, you have two, like, small, like, narrow windows and it kind of groups them together to drag, drag okay. them uh, together. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I, I watched a bit of the platform State of the Union, and they mentioned something about uh, the system like trying to be a little intelligent when you resize one window. Like, if you have two windows on screen and you resize one to be half the screen, they're yeah. going to assume you want the other one half the screen, and right. it might do that for you. Yeah, so it's really want... smart. And sometimes it's it's nice, and sometimes it's not so nice. So it's just like figuring mm-hmm. out the quirks of it a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the difference might be the reason why you were able to drag from anywhere is I was using a lot of third-party apps, um, and I don't think I think that like maybe you need to use the new toolbar or something oh. like that pro-style toolbar. Um, like I, I was trying to Reader was the app I was trying to move and was like just having a horrible time okay. <laughs> moving it around the screen, um, but it doesn't have like that top menu bar section. Yeah, um, I was if that makes it, sense. I'm doing it now with Agenda. I'm not dragging the triple dots. I'm just dragging okay. it towards the top, like in the top area is what I was Okay. Um, well, maybe it's yeah. maybe it's touch and go. but Yeah, it's going to be a learning process, I think. Yeah. So are you using Stage Manager on your iPad like normally, or are you just kind of using it as a desktop feature? Right now, I'm using it. All I know the time we're 24 hours in, but <laughs> but I think long term, I think I will probably have splits well, the traditional split screen usage on iPad, and then the big display gets center stage or stage manager. We got a lot of stage names. There's Apple there's so many, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think uh, yeah, that'll be a thing I do, and maybe I'll use. Um, I think it'll depend on what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I have the 11 inch iPad and like, like I said, when I like plugged it into a monitor and like turned on stage manager and like was moving windows around, it was amazing. It was incredible. Um, when I did it on the iPad itself on my 11 inch, it felt a little cramped, a little. Did you turn on the more resolution mode thing? No, this is the thing that I just saw before I got on. (laughs) So I need to, I need to do this. I, I couldn't find it really quickly. I don't know where it is in the settings app. Uh, it's in the um, display area. So if you go to the, in the display settings, display settings, that's where you can turn on. If you're on the twelve point nine M one, it has the the reference mode thing. Okay, I'm gonna tweak that because, yeah, it was more space. There we go. And oh, that, it reboots the might, iPad. Yeah, okay, that, <laughs> I turned that on right away, and that's, it seems very nice as that as an option, um, especially when you're in split screen um, to view more stuff mm-hmm. and okay yeah this is great i'm going to use this hopefully this will help because yeah everything felt like really cramped so i can't imagine what it's like on like the uh the smaller ones like the 9.7 inch and the ipad mini which i assume has or no no it doesn't because this is m1 only so i guess uh 11 yeah, inches is the minimum size the mini not getting this because that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is the external display stuff you know 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, little, that's true. I mean, tiny iPad under the big display. Yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine that tiny little thing that you yeah. just like have in your front pocket? Like, will fit in like a lot of jean pockets, yeah, and you just like socket wherever you go. It's the new Mac Mini. Yeah, new <laughs> Mac Mini. Uh, and then yeah, the reference color thing's really intriguing. I played around with it, um, and I think I'll use this at night because it kind of locks the brightness in. So if you want like mm. the, all the nits, you kind of have to turn it off. Um, which makes sense because yeah yeah Yeah, that makes as a reference thing i I think i'm really hoping i know this is kind of like one of those features that's like oh the ipad is an accessory to your like video workflow or your photo workflow but i really maybe it's naive but i keep holding out hope that uh apple's working on some pro apps that they're bringing to the ipad yeah they have like new frameworks they can build there's a lot of frameworks there's like new contextual menus that can do more Mm -hmm. um there's like they they specifically called out um pro level apps or like what desktop desktop class apps apps. yep i was like oh boy here comes final cuts and it wasn't that it was still good but but like it feels like they've got the foundations there for as far as i know all of their pro apps i feel like we're getting to a point where yeah and there's even this driver kit thing so i don't know what will come yeah. of that? Because that just sounds awesome. I want Elgato to make a driver so I can hook up like a PS5 to an iPad and do some live streaming and mm-hmm. be one of those guys, you know. Yep. The Stream Deck doesn't work with it right now, but it theoretically could. Yeah, I could. I could. Uh, you know, get our old home home videos from VHS, capture those, and archive mm-hmm. them on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that stuff happens because. There's a lot of potential. I mean, uh, I mentioned on, on the Twitters, uh, ripping CDs. I have CDs. <laughs> I still need iTunes Mac. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm a little... I'm, that's, you're, I think you're getting into... Uh, does Apple feel this ought to exist and App Store rules? And that's a whole other conversation. I, yeah. It's funny because <laughs> Apple themselves in iTunes... <laughs> have that functionality it's not yeah really. it it is a little interesting like would apple allow <laughs> itunes on the did. app store <laughs> yeah like yeah and what yeah if yeah and there's no like itunes match on ipad so this still wouldn't really solve yeah that's so frustrating but i yeah. I, I i didn't check that but that was one of the things that I, i've been waiting for for years like if i have mp3s in the files app on my ipad can i drag them into the music app yeah. and i think the answer is still no i think it's still no i think we would have heard about that by now <laughs> yeah yeah which is a shame but it is yeah um and then yeah up to 6k monitors so the pro display xdr we can now use that which we could before but it'll work and uh that's a mm-hmm. lot of monitor a lot of monitor that's a ton of monitor yeah <laughs> and i guess four windows on each display so eight windows in total so that's a big step uh, forward especially if you're hooked up to something yeah, that's huge. I mean, I assume it's a RAM limit because, right, the current iPads only have eight gigs of RAM. Although they're doing, or up to sixteen. You're right. You're right. The uh, one terabyte um, models. So I have a sixteen gigabytes of RAM, and then also you get sixteen gigabytes of swap RAM, which is new. So uh, yeah, up to thirty-two on mine. Which we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I mean that's that's plenty of RAM to run eight I- iPad apps. You would think. You think, but. Yeah. It would be kind of cool if in that clamshell mode, all eight of those windows could live on your monitor at once. That if would be eight nice. is like the hard, yeah, hard limit. And then, yeah, other thing, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, there's a lot of. Oh, one thing I just want to mention is the multitasking little triple dot thing. 
Uh, as we thought might happen, there is a new button that moves a window from one monitor to the other, which is a very useful little button. Ooh. So rather than trying to drag a window across monitors, which can be a bit of a pain, I would encourage people to increase the tracking speed quite a bit to make that easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that button is really useful for that. And then there's also a currently uh, inactive button, which lets you create a new window of that same app. And if I click that, it currently says not available yet. For now, please use drag and drop to add more windows. Really? <laughs> yeah, so the triple dot, if you hit the uh, the plus, basically the plus window, the second one, it'll have a little mm-hmm. error message there for that. Oh, interesting. It actually works for me in Safari. I'm trying it right now. Oh, interesting. Rude. Oh, yeah. And then there's a minus thing, which doesn't actually close the window. It just minimizes it to the stage manager, which is interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's really exciting to just have all these new things to look at. We kind of had this last year with the multitasking revamp, yeah. but like this is a whole this is a whole new ball game. <laughs> it, it's 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 kind of game changing as far as what you can do on iPad now. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the biggest testament to it is that we've been able to talk this long without even mentioning that they brought a weather app to the iPad. I know. <laughs> Isn't that wild? And it's a great weather app. It's good. It's 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 basically exactly what you'd expect it to be. Like, it takes full advantage. My one concern, I think, was that it w- wouldn't take advantage of, like, the wider screen, but it totally does. Like, you can see everything all at once. Yeah. It's really no, good. It's, it's really solid. And then with the weather app... Um, that also comes to the Mac for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the Mac is also getting a new app, the Clock app. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big news for Mac people. You have the clock. I, I, you can set timers on the Well, you can set timer on the Mac now. <laughs> but that's progress. That's progress, yeah. <laughs> it's very weird that I wish they had brought the, the watchOS timer app to it's the so Mac good. rather than... <laughs> Like why is why why does the Apple Watch have the best timer app of all the um of all the Apple operating systems? Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. Uh Game Center got some love. I didn't even know this thing still existed, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like the feed that they announced, I was like, okay, the people that I followed in 2010, I guess we'll start seeing. <laughs> right. I haven't used, I haven't actively used Game Center. In I mean, a decade, it's probably. cool that Resident Evil Village and No Man's Sky seemingly are coming to iPad and Mac, so that'll be fun. Yeah, Resident Evil Village on the iPad would be very impressive. I think it's always kind of funny to see Apple demo premium like AAA yeah. style video games. Because they always dem- they always look so bad. <laughs> like it the frame like rate a is like a little bit of E3 at uh, WWDC this year with the Japanese um, uh, team. Yeah, studio head. Hmm. Yeah, but like I think Resident Evil Village looked pretty pretty decent. Um, no Man's Sky. They're like, look at how well it's running, and it's running at like 15 frames a second. I'm like, that's not that good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Switch Pro Controller and Joy Cons now work. Yes. On iPad OS yes. And iOS. So that's cool. That's great. They've completed the uh, the trifecta. So Xbox, PlayStation, yeah. and Switch controllers all work. I gotta say, Joy Cons seem like a solid travel option for gaming. Y- iPad, right? Yeah, like I always feel kind of awkward, like because the I use um, a PS5 controller paired to my iPad, and it's just like the controller is nearly as big as the iPad. Like it's a weird thing, but like the Joy Con, yeah, if it works, like which I, I should try, I should try to pair those up. But like it definitely feels more iPady. Yeah, I think. And uh, 
it's fun because you know with PS Remote Play, I use the Dual Sense as one should, but mm-hmm. theoretically you could use the Joy Cons if you're use if you're using the controller through iPad uh, to do that. Yeah, that would be it, interesting. This is a weird world. Like <laughs> it's it's like you're playing like an like Forza Horizon on Xbox Game Pass with a PlayStation controller on your iPad, like. <laughs> younger me doesn't understand these worlds colliding no it's bizarre um and then um yeah we're getting like you're able to start timers and stuff in search which is cool i guess i don't know search has been <laughs> across the board i don't fully understand what they're doing to it quite yet yeah i mean it's it's just continuing their uh you know venture into making their own search like they're, they're trying to make you not go to google it seems like just make spotlight more capable yeah. um they showed some stuff with like the like the i forget what they called them but like the just more elaborate layouts when you search for something um, like an actor will show more information about them so yeah. saved you a click i guess and then trying uh, to get they're to trying to get rid of google docs uh with their collaboration as an api so like ulysses could build out a collaboration thing which is something I think they've looked into in the past, but now they have an API to make that a simple thing to do. So this will be, it could be pretty interesting as a thing. Uh, you, you have a bunch of different apps and you're all collaborating in single, single thread. Uh, they're building mm-hmm. this app called Freeform coming later this year, which is kind of like a good notes kind of thing, a notability yeah. looking app. It gave me a lot of vibes of Fig Jam. Yeah. I know you talked to uh, someone from Figma yep. recently as well. Yeah. Um, at, at my company, we use Fig Jam for the, like exactly what they were showing on there, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, this is not the sort of app I would have expected Apple to make." <laughs> right. And I'm I'm curious, like like part of the reason why we use Fig Jam is because we're also deeply integrated into Figma, so yeah. um, that's just a natural place for us to right. work. But um, it it looks nice, and like at the at the bare minimum, if it inspires like other companies who are doing similar things to um, make their stuff better, I think that's great. But it looked really nice. I was I was pleasantly surprised with like how seamless everything looked. But that's coming, I think, later this later year, or even year. next year. It'll yeah, be the um, the Swift playgrounds of twenty twenty two. Okay, <laughs> it comes in December. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, it seems like a thing that'll get pushed to 2023, but we'll see. We'll see, yeah. It seems like a civil app. I say that now. I'm joking. I don't make <laughs> the, the developers at Apple are just pulling their hair out. And yeah. like, that's eh, a simple thing. It's just yeah, simple collaboration, just whatever. Is there any I, other iPad-specific things? I'm trying to think, because everything else is pretty cross-platform, even the... Um... Yeah, I think... Those are all the iPad things I had specifically. Like, there's a lot of things that are on like iPhone and iPad. Yeah, um, that I thought were interesting. Just, I guess iOS in general, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll start with an iPhone only thing for now, which is um, you have your custom watch faces for the the phone. <laughs> you do. I mean, <laughs> you kind of do. <laughs> yeah. So the lock screen is now. Uh, it feels very much like watch faces where you can have custom wallpapers. Uh, Apple has some mm-hmm. really neat ones with weather where it's like a, a live wallpaper based on the weather that's happening. And you have these little complication, little widget things that are either one or two size classes or three size classes. You have like a pure text one up top 
and you mm-hmm. had the little button and the wider one with text as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've, you've got like a little spot up near next to the date you can put something, which is just the text one, and then you have four squares below yeah. the time. And so there's ones that are one square and ones that are two squares wide. So you can put up to four there. Um, there's only Apple stuff right now. Um, <clears throat> my understanding is it's using Widget Kit. Um, and complications on watchOS 9 going forward are using WidgetKit as well. So the implication to me is that you won't automatically get the complications that exist today on your Apple Watch, but if your developer updates their app to use um, to be built for watchOS 9 and use WidgetKit, then they'll show up in both places. You'll get them on the phone and on the watch. Cool. Yeah. It seems very smart of Apple to build on what they did with the watch with these yeah. kind of things. Uh, no interactive widgets, sadly. We have some. I thought we'd had it a little bit because I saw initially the Uber thing, and he's like, "Change." It looked like he was changing the time or something, but it wasn't. Mm, it was mm-hmm. like, Why <laughs> the Uber is? Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a shame. But that I did really like that uh, those persistent, like they're not notifications, widgets, sort of thing, like on the lock yeah, screen, right? The live activity. So I think like Overcast could actually have a real time, probably. Um, representation of the, the the podcast going on maybe I don't know if that's mm-hmm. something that would tie yeah in. like they could because they do have the now playing thing but maybe they could do like custom artwork or yeah. they could basically present a custom UI which could be kind of cool yeah. um, there's a I mean there's a whole bunch of things right like flight tracking would be great in this sort of thing rather than getting right. notifications every 10 minutes for every <laughs> little thing yeah um the uber example was great um I'm, my conspiracy theory because i think this is coming they said after oh, the launch yeah, yeah. I, I don't think this is going to be there on 16 16.0 um they showed nike like the nike run club app like tracking your workout yeah on the phone and this is something i've wanted for years i've i'd never understood why I couldn't see my, like, if I'm using the workout app, if I'm, if I'm using Apple's app, why can't I see the status of that workout on my lock screen? Yeah. And so they showed Nike doing it. Like, Apple has got to do it for the workouts app. So I really hope that they're uh, going to make that happen in a point release. Right. And then you can tie these to focus modes, which I have not done yet. I still need to figure out what my lock screen should. I, it's, it'll be make more sense, I think, once we have more widgets uh, than the Apple mm-hmm. ones to do that focus mode tie-in. Um, yeah. But I guess the wallpaper on the lock screen, uh, you could have more or less appropriate things based on where what focus you're in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can, the focus mode, so now if you go in to set up a focus mode, you set your custom home screen, your custom lock screen, yeah. and your custom watch face. Uh, so the watch kind of gets bundled into focus modes now too. You're telling me I don't have to set up a personal automation to... <laughs> To do this anymore? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, indeed. Crazy. It's all it's all inside the focus mode settings. Oh, you just man. tap on the tap on the watch, select your watch face, and it'll set that whenever that focus mode is active. So I no clearing out to do. Yep. There's a lot of those set up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Yeah. So focus mode definitely got kind of a uh, not a 2.0 update necessarily, but it got a really strong update, I think. And you don't have this to do year. the thing I did last year of going through literally every contact in my phone to uh, yes. make uh, focus codes work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or like, yeah, that you can do allow lists or block lists. So you can basically yeah. opt things into notifying you or out of notifying you. Uh, whereas last year it was only you have to opt everything in, which, yeah, was, which was very a super pain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially like, 
because I, I, the thing that I always wanted to do last year, which I can do this year now, which is awesome, is I can set up a personal focus mode, yeah. which all I wanted to do is to block all my work apps from notifying right. me outside of work hours. So turn off my calendar, turn off Slack, turn off my like the, the, G, the Gmail app, but leave everything else on. And don't yeah. make me like update the list when I add a new app or whatever. Like, so I'm I'm super excited about that. I'm basically going to tear down all my focus modes and rebuild them <laughs> with this new this and, new system. Uh, mail and calendars and like, messages integrate to like filter out content when in certain focus modes, which that's really cool. So mm-hmm. some parties can take advantage of this. Like, this yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I hope that more people, more apps integrate into the focus system because I know last year they added an API for like apps to. Um, allow certain people through based yeah. on your focus mode. Um, but I haven't personally, at least I haven't seen any apps actually use that. Right. So like it'd I be hope... great if Omni focus could like when you're in focus mode for work, only your work mm. perspectives show up or something like that. You know, I could see, I'm, I could see um, the Omni guys doing that. That sounds like a thing they would. Yeah. And I, was <laughs> do. I would love it, that. But they're yeah. still hard at work at the new version. So they're probably still working on that. And then once that ships, they'll eventually uh, add that to it, you know? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. OmniFocus Four is a is a journey has been a journey. So it has yes, I've been on the base but, and yeah, <laughs> it's definitely definitely improved. But that's, yeah, they they need to nail it, so they're spending their time on it. Yes, which is good. Which is good. Yes. Uh, do you see them like doing more theming next year? We have these like almost themes of these lock screens. It's like it's like a gray tone, and I don't know mm-hmm. if we'll get app icon sets ever that will. <laughs> be a thing because we have um wallpaper sets that developers can can developers integrate into that yet i don't even know i don't know i'm actually a little confused by the wallpapers like how it works now because like if you go to the settings app and you say like set like add a new wallpaper it adds it takes you to the lock screen settings so like all the yeah. wallpaper configuration seems to happen on the lock screen and the thing that is annoying to me that i hope is just a bug is like you can't like rearrange or pinch to zoom on a wallpaper to like move it around oh yeah so hopefully that's just a bug but um yeah it is a little it is a little different uh than it used to be but they that that that, uh like the wallpaper sorry not the wallpaper the lock screen settings that you can set like the colors that you can change for like the text and everything like it seems like they've got a pretty good ui here for more than just the lock screen right like you could do more i'm also a bit annoyed this. that when you change the lock screen it changes your home screen wallpaper at the same time it's like i don't want that <laughs> mm. so you're fair going, yeah going afterwards and go in the settings haven't changed the home screen lock screen that stuff okay yeah interesting yeah i i am someone who in the 16 years of ios has never once had a separate lock screen oh, home screen wallpaper so yeah. i never i didn't even notice <laughs> yeah This episode of iPhone Pros is sponsored by Agenda. In this quick break, I want to share a little bit about Agenda. Agenda is my go-to note-taking app. It is a different approach that makes it stand out from the other apps out there. It actually considers your calendar and appointments in smart ways that keep you on track with upcoming events that require a bit of work to be done before the time comes. In the past, I've tried to use task managers to get ready for a meeting and have the main notes there, and, you know, it just didn't work for me. There's this concept of on the agenda and the on the agenda notes are the notes that you're working on actively to get ready for that meeting. 
and it'll bring together all the notes that are on your agenda from all of your different projects to make sure you're not forgetting anything. And if you want to take that note off the agenda, you just tap on that little button there and you can take it off the agenda. If it's something that can be marked done and it has a completion state to it, you can add a little mark done and a little check mark to it that this is done. It's not on the agenda. It's not even something that's kind of backlogged. It's something you have finished. So if you've ever tried using a task manager to take notes and were frustrated by that experience, give Agenda a try. It's the note-taking app that actually helps you stay on track with work and personal projects to get them done on time. And today, I'm pleased to share that the app performs phenomenally in iPad OS 16 Beta 1. That's something I was very curious about when updating, and the app feels right at home in the new Stage Manager, with it fully supporting all the different window sizes now possible on the iPad. And with the new More Space setting in the Settings app that lets your iPad screen display more content, that sidebar and agenda shows so much more content and just makes me so happy seeing all that stuff without needing to scroll through it to see it. It is also a wonderful thing to see agenda on a huge Mac-like window when working on those larger displays now possible on the iPad. It's just such a flexible app and really showcases why the iPad is great. It's apps like these that take advantage of the Apple Pencil, now with external display support, different size classes, the camera. It really does take full advantage of this platform, and it really is showcased with its out-of-the-box support of iPadOS 16. So give it a shot if you are running the betas. It really is a fun thing. It really does sing in iPadOS 16, whether you're working on the iPad in the traditional mode or in the new overlapping Windows mode. It is an app that takes full advantage of this platform, and that's just one of the things I love most about it. Finally, their business model is just great. When you upgrade to get the Agenda Premium features, you aren't signing up for a yearly subscription plan. You get to keep every premium feature that is released in the next 12 months, and only if Agenda delivers new premium features you think are worth paying for, do you ever have to pay again. The developers are constantly working on making you happy as a premium customer during your business again and again. If you do decide that you want a simple subscription so you don't need to remember to sign up for premium next year, there's also now that option that gives you a discount over the standard premium price. And just like buying premium, you get to keep all the features of premium even if you cancel the subscription. To learn more, go to Agenda.com. Download Agenda today for free from the App Store. My thanks again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode of iPad Pros. Learn more at www.agenda.com. A shared family photo library is finally a thing. Yes. <laughs> this is not in the betas yet. I think they're going to wait until this rolls out, which mm-hmm. makes sense because you don't want to mess with photos. You betas. don't want to mess with photos. <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah, no, I mean, that's, it's, it's great. It'll be lovely to have, like, we have the shared iCloud photos now, but I think those aren't full quality and you don't have yeah, edit we have permissions so many and that sort albums. of thing. It's like every, mm-hmm. we're going to run out of, yeah, so many albums. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're doing some smart stuff with like automatically sharing with people who are like physically near you while you're at an event. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see how this works in practice. Um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be yeah, weird I, situations, but Right, because they need to nail this. You can't have photos that you don't want in the share thing end up there. That's the thing they mm-hmm. need to nail. And I think they're doing all the things they need to do to do that. Yeah. I mean, I would think that since it's taken so many years for them to make this happen, that that's what they've been doing is figuring out these yeah. edge cases. Um, 
But yeah, yeah we'll, like I you said, it's not in the beta we'll yet, so we'll still see. Still have a bunch of shared albums because this is purely your family units. So this is like your direct family, like your yeah, immediate your family. family. So people yeah. like that are like close to you, but not in your family unit, um, mm-hmm. um, like brother-in-laws and stuff, like people that, um, yeah, that you take a lot of photos yeah. with that have shared albums that won't be a mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they'll like have some stuff that you will like automatically recommend like you were next to your uncle while you were taking this photo do you want to share these with them like in the photos app um but yeah i mean the shared albums are definitely better for For that sort of thing right now or you could just like i message them to someone and then you could just download (laughs) the whole stack right like so there's there's at least workarounds but i i i'm definitely excited about i'm going to turn it on as soon as it's available yeah um because it'll just be nice yeah because I'm, I'm we're constantly like texting photos back and forth and this literally is- i did it uh like sunday this week i was like i haven't sent you any pictures of our dog recently let me send you like all the good yeah. ones recently <laughs> and, and it's it would nice be, when you're be nice if those are just tell you where it's going so that's really neat mm-hmm. um, so yeah there's a lot of cool well thought things here um and then there, there's more family stuff like uh, on the watch side. You can now have a podcast as a kid and the home app as a kid, which is great. So your kid can actually unlock the door when they get home. Magic. Mm-hmm. I guess there's keys as well for <laughs> for the kids. Okay. Uh, yeah, the podcast admission last year was bizarre. Like the kid can't listen to any podcasts. It's, yeah, that's kind of surprising. I guess. I mean, they have like podcast ratings. You would have thought that. Yeah. You would just have like you can't listen to any that are. 17 plus or whatever right but not not having the app at all is weird this is one of those things where like whenever they get into the family sharing stuff i just kind of like zone out yeah (laughs) just because it's not super relevant for me but um yeah (laughs) yeah i i do some of it um not a ton but uh we we have like shared movie whatever collection or something like that but Mm -hmm. Yeah, not a ton yet. um so um iMessages uh had some finally moments uh, a lot of finally moments in this keynote you can edit and delete i messages um great as long as everyone's on 15 or later or 16 or later because um i tested this uh, as one does uh, mm-hmm. sure 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 it'll, <laughs> it'll uh delete it but only if you're on ios 16 so um, okay my devices that weren't updated yet it still sticks around so so um, basically what it used to be where like you would delete the message but it's still out there yeah but uh, you know long term you know, yeah. This this will not be a problem. This will just yeah. be a thing, and it's great. For sure, it's like there's a lot of times where you just accidentally send something or it goes the wrong person. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yep. You forget if it's like Control Enter or Command Enter to do a new line. Like, I, yeah, it, yeah, it happens. It happens. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, I think the the big thing I didn't mention it on the keynote because they would never mention green bubbles in the keynote. Um, but ta- if you do a tap back now, uh-huh. it actually does it correctly. It doesn't show like. Tim liked this message or whatever. It like actually just puts the icon there, which is great because that's what Google did in their messages app to like make it not miserable yeah. <laughs> for awesome. for people. So like it was, we were in like this weird state where like if you were in a thread with iMessage and or like iOS and Android people, like you would like do the tap back on a green bubble and for all the iOS users, they would look terrible. It would be like a separate <laughs> message that says you liked this or you thumbs down this or whatever, but the Android person would see it in a nice little icon. Yeah. So now in a very odd twist, Apple's caught up to Android in handling its own tap. Well, that's, good. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, 
Yeah, I've had some bad experiences with those Android people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. Need, I I know. I have a few people who always do them, even if there's Android people on the thread, and so this will be very appreciated. Yeah, by everyone. And then we're getting mail with better search, which I always get yelled at because I can't find emails, and now hopefully mm-hmm. I'll find emails. So it'll be good. hopefully because. <laughs> Email on Apple Mail has been terrible forever. It's just been ridiculous. That's accurate. Yeah, can't find. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And they got like, I mean, I my my notes for Apple Mail were um, Apple getting 2013 email features today. Yeah, we can undo send and schedule send and follow up. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the rich link thing is, but those are. I think it's. I think it's just you can make text a link. You don't have to do the full URL. Okay. That's like cool. I don't use the mail app myself, so I. But like that's what a rich link is. Like, were you not able to like select some text and say, add a link or command K it to? I if you could. <laughs> I I use Apple Mail for personal stuff and Spark for other stuff, so I do mm. I, I do use both. Um, yeah, this will this will this all sounds really great, and the follow up stuff is gonna be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, snoozing. It'll it'll like poke you if you like say if you if you, it thinks you're missing an attachment, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah, just so, uh, I mean, these aren't like wildly innovative, but it's good to see them like in the official app. Working on stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, pass keys, I think, are going to be a big thing long term. This sounds great. So websites can yeah. like generate. A thing that authorizes you based on your device being around, and you can like if you're on a stranger computer, you can just scan a QR code or something to get in. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely mixed on this. Okay, yeah, because this this is cross platform too. Like Google has their own version of this. Is that right? Yeah. So the passkey is based on a spec that'll be available to every one, um, every platform. Yeah. So they're all bought right. in on it. So that's good. Yeah, but what an, the the two things that concern me about it are it really locks you in to Apple's platforms, which is fine I for Apple. I couldn't switch to Android and have an Android version of Passkey come with me. You can currently you can export one Passkey at a time. <laughs> okay, um, and that's not like that's not an Apple thing. That's like this. That's like the, the standard. Stack. The standard okay. doesn't have a bulk export. Yeah. So you can export one at a time over to, okay. but like my, my one password has like hundreds of yes, logins. So yes. this is not a very practical endeavor. Yeah. Um, and then I'm a little concerned about sharing logins because wow. I know this is like, like, yeah, we do that again. Yeah. Like if businesses do this, um, businesses do it, like couples fam- do, it, like, do it, like yeah. families do it. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I guess you, next year we'll have family passwords for pass keys or something. Maybe, maybe. Right? So maybe maybe they'll 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 kind of make this better, but yeah, like I mean, Netflix probably loves this. Oh, oh. show your Netflix password. Not your not your pass key. <laughs> <laughs> yep, all the streaming apps. Oh, something mm-hmm. I wanted to mention about um net it brought to mind because HBO Max and I think Netflix are just as bad at this with the iPad apps being full screen and only full screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the stage manager, you can have those apps in stage manager and you can't resize them, 
But at the same time, you can still use other windows behind them and stuff, and it's a little mm-hmm. less kludgy than a pure full-screen app. So it's slightly yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that on uh, when I had it hooked up to my monitor, I opened like the settings app, which the settings app for I don't know why, but the settings app doesn't has never yeah. resized. <laughs> um, so it's still just its normal size, but at least you can kind of move it around yeah. and do other so things that is, now. So I just want to mm-hmm. mention that, which is yeah, hopefully those apps eventually get on board. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, yeah, um, yeah. Passkeys, interesting thing, and hopefully it gets better over time. It'll be I, a while I, before it gets full adoption, I think, too. Yeah, I, it, that's definitely one of those things where it's like this will we're seeing it in 2022, but it'll be a thing we actually like are practically using in like two years or something. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, you got you got to start somewhere. But I obviously passwords aren't great. Um, no. But yeah, I, I, I definitely think uh, there's trade offs either way. So there are, yeah. ho- hopefully uh, we can get to a better place uh, in a couple of years with this. Yeah, I get yelled at all the time for my 50 character passwords and stuff like that. And then um, live subject from backgrounds is a, a thing that may save me a lot of time for some like some work I do, uh, you know, with art assets and stuff. That seems great. Um, it's probably not as perfect as manually going through some of the stuff, but it in my testing it seemed to work pretty well. Yeah, it works fantastic. I've only tried it with dog pictures, but for dogs, it works great. Yeah, one thing, one hiccup I ran up against is um, I do most of my photos as live photos, and it seems to mostly just play back the live photo. I haven't mastered. I guess there is a way mm. to get to copy that out, but it's okay. It's going to be tricky, to, I think, to figure out how to do that. Interesting. It just yeah. plays back the live photo when I'm in the photos app trying to get the. Yeah, because that's the, that's always been the gesture for it, yeah. right? Is to uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that'll be yeah. I, I think there's a way to do it, but I just need to figure out how to do it. Um, yeah, s- similar in the photos um, thing, the portrait mode on iPhones has gotten a tweak. Okay. Um, it'll now you can now blur out things in front of the subject. It used to be only the background was blurred, right? But now you can blur out. Uh, something in front so if you want to have like something kind of like slightly obscuring to yeah. be a little you know artistic okay. <laughs> you can do that Let's play around that um that's cool um and then live text is now in videos which is cool mm-hmm. and there's actions like currency conversions and stuff and live text was such a just brilliant thing they did last year i use it quite a bit still yeah for sure live text is one of the standout features in ios 15 yeah i use it like literally all the time like it's it's always useful yeah it's 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 wonderful like like just all sorts of just weird things like i'm getting password at the back of some router or something and grab it Mm -hmm. and uh oh you can also now copy wi-fi passwords in the settings app which is great so if you forget your wi-fi password you can find it finally Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of times I have no idea what the password is. Like, oh, there it is. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then dictation looks awesome, and I've been playing around with it. It's pretty great. So you have the keyboard mm-hmm. up while you're dictating and be selecting the text if you want to replace it, and you don't need dictation anymore. This is really great stuff. Yeah, I, I, it's much better. It's not a modal kind of state you go into. Um, it's yeah, it's it seems like 
super fast as it should. Um, I think they updated it like a year or two ago to make like the dictation way faster, and it's yeah. just it's it's really good, right up there with what I think Google's doing with uh, Google Assistant, which is fantastic because that's still best in class. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just being able to switch back and forth and change things. I like that this also demoted the uh, voice memo down to the applications yeah. section of messages. So it's not over there on the right. You, the dictation Excellent. button's over on the right yeah. now, which is just great. Because mm. I, I, again, my personal preference, but I've never, ever send audio messages, but I dictate all the time. So, <laughs> And I'm excited for the punctuation, me not needing to say, period, exclamation mark. Oh, I missed that that was a thing. But yeah, yeah that new line. It'll just figure that stuff out for you. And hopefully it does mm-hmm. it in a smart way. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm super excited about multiple stops and maps. This is something I've wanted for a long, long time. Uh, prior to this, you could just like, there was like a predefined list of gas stations or restaurants that you could do this with, but now it's like literally anything mm. and you can build it out to fit mm-hmm. stops. Yeah. This is the thing. Of, of, I talked to a few like non tech nerd yeah. people <laughs> about this and like about like wwdc and this was like the feature that came up the most from other people is being able to do multi-stop routes in maps yeah and the one that, and for next year apple if you're listening uh have a like option to like organize these stops in the fastest way possible i've got these six errands to do tell me what's the fastest route oh that's interesting sorted. yeah mm-hmm yeah, that's interesting because it's kind of built for like a road trip. Like, right. hey, here's my plan. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be very like, cool. And with reminders <laughs> even. You have like these different uh, errands you have to do that have locations tied to and just like, let's knock, out, let's knock these out. Yeah. I wonder if a third-party app could do this. Like, I, it would be great to have it built in, but I wonder yeah. if a third-party app could kind of do that. There are and then... apps for this that are designed for parcel delivery people. That costs mm, um, mm-hmm. like a subscription. They're all kind of kludgy and very okay. Not great. They get the job done, but they're not awesome. Okay, because yeah, if it could like figure out the route for like the order for you, and then like open in maps, and then maps has like the things right listed out, and you yeah. could use that navigation and stuff. Yeah, yeah, could be interesting. Um, might as well talk about this now. CarPlay. Man, I can't wait for a, a car in 2024 that has this because uh, I guess the list of vehicles <laughs> will be announced in late 2023 mm-hmm. is what the website says. So it's a ways out. Yeah. Basically, Apple's taking over every screen in the car, including the dashboard, mm-hmm. and we get the Apple car finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was a little surprised they announced something that was a year and a half from being announced. <laughs> right. Which is a little crazy. So, yeah, 2024 cars. And by 2024 cars, we probably mean BMWs and Mercedes and that sort of thing. It had a extensive list. I think I saw, like, Honda and stuff in the list. So it okay. seemed to be a good list. But probably okay. the first car that rolls out is a BMW that's <laughs> for the 1%, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but it looks great. Like I, I It looks, it looks to, great. Yeah, you're able to customize your dashboard. How you like If you like digital, if you like the knobs, like you get a mm-hmm. ticket. It, it seems wonderful. Yeah. Honestly, like my uh, they put up a stat that was like 70-some percent of people say they would only consider a car that had CarPlay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm in that group for I sure. Am too. Like I would, yeah. I, my, 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 my car does not have CarPlay. It's too old, but my wife's car does, and it's fantastic. And like honestly, if I could just get what we have today and then the ability to control like some of the car functions from yeah. it, um, 
that would be great. I don't need the full dashboard replacement, but um I mean, how great Who will knows? it be with CarPlay? Perhaps when you get an error message in your car, your iPhone knows about it and can like mm. kind of like you could tell you more about it without getting one of those like <laughs> devices that gives you an error code that you have to read. Maybe CarPlay could do that in the future. I 100% think it should. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that that's always felt like a scam to me. <laughs> right <laughs> that you had to like because like you used to have to go to like a dealership and they had the special tool yeah and then like you could order these like tools online to do it but yeah. like it was really just like here's a do here, you have some error take it somewhere and get it fixed i have to imagine this version of carplay is wired there's no way they're doing odometer and stuff like that yeah in a wireless connection. i think so yeah i think so although who knows maybe it's uh <laughs> i mean a lot more data can be sent over AirPlay, I suppose, than this. So, That's but you true. want it to be reliable, and you don't want the the phone to die as you're driving. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah so, I hope this is probably wired. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, super cool to see that um, happen. Um, the wallet app is getting some cool stuff, like you track your orders, shipping stuff in there. Um, mm-hmm. The pay later sitting kind of cool. Don't abuse it when you don't have the money for it, but at the same time, it's it's handy for some some select purchases, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw a screenshot of it that looks like they're doing a thing to like try to make it clear, like over the next thirty days, you're going to be paying this across right. all of your buy now, pay later things. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely I feel conflicted about those services, but it makes sense for Apple to integrate into Apple Pay, um, and it's really great that it's just going to automatically work for third-party integrators so everyone who has an apple pay button on their website today uh doesn't have to do any work at all to get this as an option for yeah and apple Apple customers kind of just takes care of it yeah Mm -hmm. which is which is awesome so i work i work for a payments company who has an apple pay integration and i was very happy to see there's zero (laughs) work for us and like a a lot of times when people are like there's zero work to make this happen there's a little work but this one i'm pretty sure there's zero work (laughs) yeah and then home app Brand new app, uh, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. Looks great. Everything's on the first tab, and you can kind of go through your whole home, kind of smartly sorts your speakers and TVs and lights all together, which is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a huge improvement. I used to favorite every single accessory that I had because <laughs> I wanted it to show up on one page, and so yeah. now it just does. So I one of the things I did last night was I just unfavorited everything because now it yeah. actually has a logical list that I can use right. uh, to to change things. But it's definitely an improvement. I haven't spent enough time with it to know like if it's great yet, but it's 100% an improvement over uh, what we had in yeah. iOS 15. And then uh, medications, now part of health, and there's a watch app for it. And this, it was funny, this morning, or the morning of the keynote, there was like some, uh, some like a friend that's like older and was having this issue uh, dealing with medications. And like, mm-hmm. this is, seems really great as a solution for helping people. Um, like the scanning of, of bottles and stuff, and it, it all seemed very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's the logical thing for Apple to add. Yeah, it's it, an, with the health it's so-called focus. easy thing for them to check out off the box. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's totally. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "This makes total sense." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure third-party apps do this already, and uh, might be annoyed that this is there, but. <laughs> Uh, it make it, it's the sort of thing that I think makes sense for Apple to bundle in as a as a basic feature, and other apps can do it. I'm sure it can do it better and can have more advanced functionality, but it's good to yeah. see it built in. It'd be cool. I wonder 
I haven't played around with this much. It'd be cool if, um, like on Sunday, if you are someone that uses those pill pocket things, or um, not pill pockets, mm-hmm. the um, kind of the the day by day where you put your pills in. It'd be cool if there would be a weekly summary of here's what you need to put in each day uh, to start your week, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, because right true. now it's just like take this pill at this time, kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. So you set the schedule, and then that's kind of it. But yeah, I wonder if there yeah, is an overview. I haven't played around enough with that. And it's smart. It doesn't just give you a list of all the medications in the world. You have to search for it. So you're not just like browse it through. What medications should I try to find? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's good? <laughs> right. <laughs> it would be interesting if there was a, a scrollable thing for vitamins and stuff that isn't medicine. Because this will work with vitamins, I guess, as well. Mm, okay. Um, which, yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that, that seems like a really cool thing for them to add. Um and I guess the iPhone will also have fitness, even if you're not an Apple Watch person. So that's cool for those people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, kind of bundled with the complications on the lock screen, mm-hmm. this update definitely has a couple like Apple Watch features that are yeah. n- now available to non-Apple Watch owners, which I think is which I think is great. Um, it also makes the Apple Watch less essential, and as an Apple Watch fan, um, that makes me inherently nervous but i I don't think it's an issue no i think it's like um it's like getting them acquainted with rings and it's like i want to do more with rings you get the watch yeah i mean that was actually when i saw the the, because there's just the one move ring the red ring that you get if you're using just the phone which makes sense because it's based on just like all this other stuff um all the other sensors that the Apple Watch uses but i was very much like oh this is like the free-to-play version yes and you have to pay up to like get the premium experience <laughs> yeah and i guess this also debundles the watch from fitness plus as a required thing which is super smart for their services uh revenue. yeah for sure for yeah. sure like so you can use fitness plus entirely just without an apple watch i'm pretty sure now, that's it sounds the like. case now yeah i'm pretty sure yeah, that makes sense now. yeah because i mean the only difference would be the you wouldn't see your stats on screen right which is fine yeah right it's like you, you can still get advantage you can still do a fitness class without seeing your stats and having those yeah it's not like they slow down or anything if you slow down. Like it's right. they're 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 barreling ahead. Yep. It's just a video. <laughs> it's not so. it's on a one on one personal thing. Um, yeah. Nope. So uh, that's that's totally great, especially because it's yeah. bundled into like Apple One so mm-hmm. the Apple One subscription. And I know there's some certain people who are annoyed that they can't use this thing that they're paying for, and so mm-hmm. this is a nice nice thing for that. Yeah. I'm bumping up against the two terabytes of storage on my... I don't have Apple One. I'm bumping up against it. Uh, so I'm constantly, am I going to have to get Apple One to get more storage? So We'll see. <laughs> I might end up there one day. Um, and then the only mention of Apple TV comes with this line, uh, Matt. Cross-device connectivity in tvOS 16 unlocks new connected experiences between Apple TV, Apple Watch, and iPhone. Connect to your nearby devices and make your TV feel more personal than ever. Now, we already have, like, keyboards and stuff on the iPhone, and, like, they already talk. And, and in what ways is the TV going to get more personal ever with TVS 16? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this means. It's so, like, Honestly, big and, like... Yeah. Oh, man. I, f- I feel like removing tvos from the keynote makes a lot of sense <laughs> right like I, I i use an apple tv every day like i, do I, too. I yeah, it's, my, it's, great. it's my preferred way to watch tv like i i like it a lot but like it doesn't really belong in a developer keynote 
No, because they kind of Apple's the apps for TVs have kind of like they're there, but not yeah, really. yeah. I, th- I think Apple's pretty aware that people installed video apps, and that's really it. <laughs> yeah, and games didn't really take off at all. Yeah, games really haven't clicked. Um, like uh, sh- the shopping stuff that they showed off at first, like nobody's doing that. Maybe no. someone's doing that. Maybe someone's <laughs> shopping on their Apple TV, Not but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident that's a low number. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we'll see what that is this fall, I guess. Um, there's no beta of TBS 16. I don't believe. I haven't seen it. I think there is going to be though. Okay. Um, but yeah, I haven't, like, uh, but yeah, like you said, cause there's nothing there. And right. like, like my, my wife doesn't care if I, uh, have like iphone or ipad stability issues but she's gonna care if like she can't watch tv because i'm doing the stupid beta thing (laughs) yeah and you're running the beta on your watch phone and ipad right that's your uh, yes and my main ones because i'm a bad yes uh, influence (laughs) well i i had to do i was so i was planning on selling the beta on my 10.5 inch ipad pro then they're like Mm -hmm. m1 ipads are the only ones that get uh, the external display stuff it's like okay I guess you're like, well, that's the thing. That, yes, uh, we're making this uh, beta now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my ten um, and a half inch iPad Pro will be my production machine if the beta at some point just craps yeah. out. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Before the keynotes and stuff, people were saying that 16 is oh so rocky, and beta one seems just as good as uh, 15 for me so far. I haven't had yeah, many I crashes of any, and it's been great. Yeah. It- dangerous to to say any of this with too much confidence on day one because beta guess, two you know, i think could be a real crap show oh yeah i mean this this happens every year where people are like someone will like confidently say on twitter like beta <laughs> one is so solid it's great and then like two weeks later don't install beta two it's terrible <laughs> it's, things have gotten much worse and like so like don't uh, just know what you're getting into like you yeah. can install the beta like i totally get it it's fun to try out the new stuff like i'm doing it myself but like I I I have I guess it's a pet peeve of mine when people are like the beta is safe everything's good yeah. you're gonna love it like my phone like my iPhone whenever I use it for like more than like ten minutes with the screen on on the beta is like getting very hot okay that's good <laughs> so no, like, I have the beta on my twelve mini it's been pretty good so far but it's only been a day mm-hmm. so yeah um, it's been fine but like yeah. it definitely got warm to the touch and I was like okay I'm gonna put this down for a little while yeah and it cools off but like I've definitely had issues with this in the past where like just a background process just goes crazy or something. And like the CPU just must be maxed out for a long time. And it's just, the phone gets hot. And yeah. uh, it's very concerning when that happens. And it, it's cool. The, um, the window stuff on the iPad, it just all works with existing apps already. So that's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun when betas unlock things that don't need third party developers to do anything for. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is, these, these are the fun betas. Cause like you're, you're right. There's sometimes you install a beta and you're like, well, Apple's <laughs> apps are updated, but the apps I actually use are all exactly the same, and yeah. now they crash sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is nice that all that kind of works. I have had a couple issues where when I'm in the um, uh, stage manager mode on the iPad, like the app will launch, but it'll just be a black box. It'll uh, never yeah. actually like show the UI. I've had it in Reader. I've had it in Obsidian. Um, I had it in Ulysses. I've had uh, lower so black boxes, like at the very bottom of an app sometimes. Oh, interesting. Yeah strange yeah. yeah and like the messages app is a little funky with layout if you have a keyboard oh connected. yeah sometimes it, that'll be a bit off it's like gets like bumped up yep. like midway through the thread mm-hmm. <laughs> try to type something um, and can't do it yeah 
yeah so it, it definitely definitely still buggy but like i'm not regretting it on any of these devices so no far. so far it's um, fun it's fun I, I never stuff. play around the watch because that thing is my uh like last year the my iphone became a hot mess and i couldn't use cellular and my watch became my main phone when Ooh, i was out and about yeah. so i don't mess with the mm-hmm. watch that's my one like the watch is dicey i think you can restore the watch now i think there's a way oh. to do a restore from uh backup on it i've never had to do it that's um, good to know that, that that is the thing maybe i think that was the thing they added in watch os 8 that was the big thing you you're stuck at the beta once you get on you it. were stuck yeah there was no way to downgrade <laughs> um yeah i definitely i bricked an apple watch like two or three years ago and had to bring it to the apple store and kind of sheepishly tell them i it's broken i don't know what's going on and then they <laughs> they were they repaired it but uh yeah yeah they uh I believe the official stance is if you brick it with a with a beta, they are under no obligation to fix it yeah. for you. So especially a developer, maybe beta, maybe the public beta would be something they'd be more sympathetic over. Maybe, maybe. yeah. Um, speaking of the watch, watch OS nine's here. We're almost up to ten. Um, <laughs> Crazy. We got some new watch faces. <laughs> Metropolitan, which looks super good. Playtime. Metropolitan yeah. is the MVP. Yeah. That's the best yeah, one. I think. Best one. Hmm. I've I've used I've used all of them so far. The Metropolitan one I think is my favorite, um, and a lot of the old watch faces you can set a background color now. Um, so you used to be able to just set like the font color and the yeah. complication color, um, but now you can set like the background color, and they've got a whole bunch of gradients that look really really nice. So I'm, I'm really really digging the new watch face stuff. That's awesome. And they'll probably have more in the fall because like That's usually they'll announce like. That. Like one or two in the beta, and then once the new watches come out, they're like, "Here's six more." Yeah. So I'm hoping there'll be more this fall too. And playtime looks kind of fun. Like it looks like like the artist face. <laughs> like I'll never use, but playtime I may use that. I, mm-hmm. I love that every year there's one just bonkers watch <laughs> yes. face. We partner <laughs> with like, this artist, and we have playtime from that right? collaboration. Like. I, I love that, like, Apple makes these devices for, like, I mean, how, ma- how many people own an Apple Watch? Like, a hundred million tops. Yeah, right. or, or, like, over a hundred million, probably, yeah, at this uh, point. Absolutely. And, like, so they have to make things that work for, like, a massive number of people. Yeah. But they also do these really weird things that, like, almost <laughs> no one's going to use. Right. But, like, I like that they do it anyway. Yeah. No, it's fun. And I love, they explain they go to sleep when your wrist is down. It's like that's cute. I know. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll use it for fun sometimes. Maybe yeah. that'll be. Maybe I'll set that as your my weekend. focus. One of my focus mode ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we have a new lunar face. Uh, seems cool. Mm-hmm. The lun- like people are into the full moon and all that. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we have our first remastered face, which astronomy. So this is our first like we're Ooh. going back to an original face and remastering it for the new size interesting yeah i haven't noticed that one yet but they they have updated uh some of the old ones as well so um to support the new complications yeah uh answering this uh, matt uh the explorer face which launched with the cellular apple watch can i put on the same thing you put on utility those uh those new those newer style wraparound complications I'm checking. Because I know uh, people are saying before the keynote that all the old watch faces will be updated for the new watches. And it's, I guess, partially true um, with the complication support being kind of expanded out to different faces. Um, it is initially unclear. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
Yes, it looks like it does support the new complication cool. styles. Yeah, because like in the past, if you put like the mindfulness thing, it just have that square icon, and now it'll wrap around and say mindfulness on it, and um, that's really cool. Because um, yeah, yeah, it does. So these, yeah, it's one hundred percent uses the new complication styles. So, yeah, so it sounds like like Utility Explorer, all your favorite like OG watch faces will be a little bit better here. Hmm. Uh, for complications. Yes, yeah, they got they got the facelift, which is which that's is great. Because yeah, they've been pretty much, and the series three is no more. That's not getting watchOS nine. We've had to confirm, so that's interesting and probably for the best. Um, yeah, and probably, probably why they could do these complications too, because now that complication wouldn't work on a series mm. three. And yeah, you're right. And maybe they architected this watch with the. Or this OS with like only one watch mm-hmm. for, yeah. Yeah, it'll be really curious if they keep selling the Series Three after the Series Eight comes out this fall. They have to give it up. They're not going to sell a watch with WatchOS Eight, would they? You wouldn't think so, but no. like they they've been they've surprised us a couple years in a row keeping it around. So who knows? Yeah, I yeah, it's kind of they're they're still selling it. Like uh, they didn't like mm-hmm. do a price drop on the SE today and like get rid of that thing. Nope. Yep. <laughs> so that's the thing. Uh, yeah. So uh, the, the background colors you mentioned, when it's an always on display mode, does it just turn black like normal or how does that treat it? Yeah. So it goes black like normal. Okay. Um, so all the, th- all the, so it looks very similar. Um, yeah. Basically, it's, yeah, basically it's kind of like just... the, the white watch faces where it turns black when it's down. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, a lot of good watch face stuff this year, more so than last year by far. Um, mm-hmm. No improvements to always on display stuff. Everything's the same. Like the maps, the maps app still doesn't tell you when it's in the mode. Um, how far or does it? Um, you know what? Yeah, do do a little driving route or whatever. I I did actually notice. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Just it okay. 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 <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> Okay, so it's going a little crazy. What was the question? <laughs> so what do you do at, uh, a turn-by-turn on your watch? Uh, prior, when you had it in always-on display mode, it would just tell mm-hmm. you you're turning up ahead, but no indication of how many miles or feet away that would be. Okay. Let me try. Out. I'm going to mute, Yes, but let me try. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I have good news. Yes? What's it does show me the distance in always-on mode. Oh, that and and it has buttons at the bottom for you to take actions quickly. Ooh, um, this is very exciting news because that has been one of the most infuriating things where I'm driving, but it's like tried to. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So so you're able to stop navigation, go to a map view, I think, okay. and then there's like a three dots for some more options. So it's it, there's definitely more, but always on mode does show the distance to the turn. <laughs> Oh, thank the heavens. That is me. That's like, that's the best feature of Watch It Was 9 in my mind right now. It's like, better always it's, on display apps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of yes. if any oh. other Apple apps were really bad about that. Maps was the big I, offender in my I mind. I was going to say, now I need to go searching since I know something changed. <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's awesome. That, that's great. That, that, that yeah. makes my day. Oh boy. Uh, the, the thing about Watch OS that I got really excited about was uh, Workouts. Yeah. Workouts got some pretty serious updates. It did. Are you a runner? Like you Max? can. I am. Okay. Yes. Cool. I, I am too. It's been a while since I've ran, but I, I am technically a runner. I've done marathons <laughs> and ultra marathons. So. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, you're 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 a better runner than me then. Um, 
Yeah. So the big thing, so there's a, there's a bunch of things like they're tracking your heart rate, like yep. they're having zones for heart rate. I use an which, app called which is really cool. Streak. It, it does an automatic that. calculation for your zone. You can do it manually mm-hmm. for if you want to do that, but based on your health data, it'll pick the zones appropriate for you, which is super oh, smart. I didn't a lot of people that. probably don't know what zone is three or five for me. Yeah. Yeah. And for maybe sure. Maybe that changes as you get more and less fit. That would yeah. be great. <laughs> um, but I love that you can see your activity rings during the workout. You can just uh, scroll to see that. Because yeah. like, that was always a thing I was doing. Like I'm doing this to like fill my ring. Like How right. close am I to the ring? So yes. it's good to see that is easily accessible. Um, and then I really like that you can save routes. So yeah. if you do a specific run, you can save that route and then start that as a workout. Mm-hmm. So that you're doing the same thing. I don't. I I haven't actually done it yet, but I hope it like does navigation for you in some way oh, to like, cool. make sure you stay on the route. And maybe um, historical that's data a... to compare if you're faster or slower than the last time you did that route would be cool. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely need to try it, and I'll I'll have to report back. But it's really nice to have that because like one of the things that I always like kind of struggled with is like timing myself and like figuring out am i getting faster or slower and like it's kind of hard to tell when like you're not doing the same thing or like you do the same thing but the distance is slightly different Mm -hmm. um, because the gps was just behaving a little different that day uh so it'd be cool to do like the same route and make sure like you're getting the right time and everything and there's this new running power metric that like brings in all these metrics of like elevation and like pace and stuff to like i don't yeah. And it, I guess it's the idea of this running power thing is to like give you an idea of if you're going to pass out uh, or able to keep running. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure okay. I'll need that because I, I kind of know if I'm working hard or not. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. fully understand that one. Um, the running form metrics seem super cool. So there's stride length, ground contact time, and the vertical oscillation. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm one of those crazy barefoot runner people. Um, so the, the ground contact time and like all that stuff, it's, 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 it's good metrics. So you don't want to be on the, <laughs> the ground much. Uh, you want to be hopping off the ground like a little bunny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Interesting. Like uh, no shoes, no shoes at all. Uh, depends on the surface, but I, I, um, yeah, um, I, I'll wear sandals and there's some other like minimalistic shoes and stuff. Um, okay. My 50 miler, I actually did. Tw- it's a it was a forest race, and um, and 20 miles of that were uh, were barefoot. Um, wow. <laughs> it right. was a very You're... muddy day, and the the sandals weren't cutting it, so I went barefoot. Um, okay. You had the really You're a much hot... more serious runner than I am. Then. Yeah. yeah. It's... <laughs> I have the comfort of shoes and shorter distance. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this, I mean, all this stuff is good to just have an idea of like your stride length and like how much you're going up and down. Like it's stuff that it's another metric that you can be working on and like mm-hmm. seeing run the run. How, how am I doing with that? Um, yeah. so that's, that's really cool to see added as a, a thing. Yeah. It's a really good, like kind of training thing. Cause like when I am running, like, like I always feel like there's nothing I can, like, what can I even do to like get better like right. outside of doing it more? Yeah. Um, so it, it would be kind of cool if I could have that up while I'm doing the workout and like know that, Oh, I'm like, I'm hopping too much yeah. or I like, like I could like kind of tune that in and maybe yeah. that's the thing that could help me, uh, help me do better. And- I also love like you basically have a playlist now for a workout, so you can have a warm up like sprints or multi sports, and you can kind of build mm-hmm. out what you want to do for that session, and that's really cool, especially for triathlons and stuff. Yeah, yeah, or even like if you're if you're just doing a basic run, I think you can 
set it up to like, I want to do five minutes of running, two minutes of walking, and then yeah. just repeat until I'm done. Yeah. And like, that's really nice because I, I don't just run constantly. Like I know and that's like, um, and everything. like an ultra marathon world. You have a walk run strategy and that's mm-hmm. something that pretty much all but the elite ultra people will do. <laughs> and you'll, you know, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll run a certain amount of time and then walk some amount of time. So that's great that that's in there as well. Just, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not distance based. It's like time based. That's the thing. We're going to have, like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Currently I do it based on like, okay, I'll try to get to the end of the song and then yeah. I'll walk or something like that. That'd be <laughs> so cool to be nice. tie it to music. Like, uh, after each song, a different little thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Apple used to do these, like they used to commission artists to do like these, like 40 to 60 minute, like songs that they would sell on iTunes for like yeah. 10 bucks. I remember LCD sound system had one that I, that I liked. Um, but it was the idea of those was it would like, the pace of the music would adjust with like the workout that right. you're supposed to be doing with it. So it would be kind of cool for them to bring that back as like a retro thing. That'd from be cool. The yeah. I remember the Nike, you had the shoe thing where you put the Nike pod in your shoe and it did that track. <sighs> I wanted that. Piano. I wanted that so yeah, bad. Piano. Yeah. <laughs> I had that back in the day. That was oh. fun times. Oh, um, I, w- I would have been very jealous of you back then. <laughs> oh man. I miss, I miss iPods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kickboard is a new stroke type when swimming, and that's a really cool thing because that's something a lot of people do as a workout. They yeah, kickboard start kicking. I I hadn't considered that, but yeah, that's yeah. it. Probably give you weird numbers because you weren't moving your arms <laughs> right. the same way. <laughs> yep, but it, it can see you're moving physically. Um, mm-hmm. And then tell me about this dock thing because right now I use favorites, and in my dock for my watch. I just have one app there, the Now Playing uh, app. that makes it really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so this new thing, um, and you had the option prior to have recent apps, but now there's an option, I guess, for running apps. So if an app's running, it'll show up there. Um, How does this work, and can you still just do the favorites if you want? Like You probably have to set this up on the phone, I'd imagine, with like how the dock behaves. So, in the settings app, you can still choose between recents or favorites. Okay. Um, you have to. You still have to manage your favorites from the iPhone app. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if it's in this beta yet. It looks like it's behaving exactly the same as it okay. has. Yeah, because they they were years. talking about like apps that are running will show up there now. It's like. Yeah, I, I don't see that yet in yeah. either mode, so okay. it doesn't look like it's there yet. What What is your uh, go-to? Are you a favorite guy or a recent app guy? Uh, I do recent. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't use that many apps on the watch, so yeah. I I used to fine. have a bunch of apps in there, and then I realized the touch targets would make it just so I just want a single app in there that I can just, this is my button for that one app. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what i ended up doing um for yeah 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 honestly i wish it was kind of like a grid instead of kind of the list that it is today so yeah. that i could see like just a couple then i might use my use my favorites because right now i kind of just go to the honeycomb right. of apps yeah. page and kind of try to find oh you're not a, you're not a list guy that i hate the list oh, i think the wow, list is the worst that's fascinating <laughs> that is fascinating it's such a pain to get to anything because it takes. There's like 50 apps on my watch, yeah, and like it takes forever sense. to scroll yeah. to it. I, yeah. Neither is great, but it's <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then I guess the the calendar app has a new bar graph grid. So that's I don't use calendar much on my watch, but there you go. Me neither. 
but good for yeah i'm, I'm a fantastical guy so i yeah. uh i do not know what the official app's doing <laughs> yeah and then we're getting afib history and then the other one i think is kind of just like marketing voodoo the sleep stages i've listened to a lot of health podcasts and basically the metrics that we're getting on our wrist unless apple has some wildly better stuff it really is just a crapshoot if you're in REM or whatever, and it's <laughs> like understanding how long you're in bed and kind of sleeping in general is good, but the stages I'm not completely on board with being a real thing as far as okay. the data we're gathering being enough to, to do a good job with that. So Okay. We'll see. Yes. Sleep tracking is always kind of a weird thing because, like... I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the data. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the action I'm supposed to take? I get, um, I will tell yeah. you, like, you drink alcohol right now. It's like, that's probably why you had bad sleep. I don't know. Yeah, like... And that was a good thing with the medications with the don't mix alcohol with this one. That was kind of cool to see in there. Um, mm-hmm. And then, um, anything else on the watch? Um, anything else you've noticed using the watch? That kind of little or things that we haven't really talked about? <sighs> Um, no, I think that's really it. Like the, it seemed like, uh, the watch segment seemed to go up, go by pretty quick it did, yeah. in the keynote. And yeah, I think the faces were really exciting to me. The workout changes, which I, again, I have to do. I'll do later today. Yeah. I promise. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do my, <laughs> Test it out, my workout, yeah. <laughs> but that was, those are the things that really, uh, really connected for me. Um, and just knowing the complications that are on my, on my watch, um, conceivably will soon be on the iPhone as well. I think it's just really cool. Be able to yeah. see those in both places. That's going to be awesome. And then and on the always on iPhone 14, that's obviously coming now. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's coming. Cause why would you do a lock screen that you're never in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, some some great faces. Um, the Maps app edition is just that's great. I'm um, so glad that's there for you. I, I know that's been a an annoyance for you for years. So. It's 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 frustrating because you're looking down as you're you're glancing down. Mm-hmm. You're driving. You can't mm-hmm. see how far you're going now. Yep. So that's great. Um, closing out with a couple of Mac things. You got the continuity camera, which basically admits that uh, Mac cameras will suck forever. Um, <laughs> they're partnering <laughs> with Belkid for a, a mount for, uh-huh. I guess, different kind of Macs. I, yeah. I wonder I if hope, Belkin will make a, well. I wonder if Belkin will make a Pro XDR display mount that's special for those people. It's like a they thicker, certainly could. Yeah, it's like a and they could sell it for a lot of money. They could. Yeah. That's, that sucker's <laughs> not cheap. <laughs> no. And the desk yeah, view like, seems super cool. I was about to say that desk view is really the one thing that made me go, "Oh, that's." I mean, can I get that from my iPad? That that kind of new camera, stick my iPhone up there, <laughs> right? Like that's 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 really really cool. It, do you know how it's doing this? Is it using two cameras, one for your face and one for the desk? I think it's using. Well, it's it's, it's, it's actually it a good question because said it's using ultra wide, but I don't know if it's using that plus a different camera. I know it's using the ultra wide to get your desk and then it's just like skewing the yeah. image to make it look as much like it's over like directly overhead as possible. Um I assumed they were using the main camera for the like the the normal video of your face. Yeah. But d- does it have center stage because if it has center stage then that would yeah, imply the it's using the ultra wide for that as well. I don't know if that's a separate mode though. Hmm. I forget how they demoed that. But yeah, I would like true desk mode for my ipad using the ultra wide on my ipad i don't know if the camera is good enough uh, the ultra wide center stage thing on my ipad to do that though probably mm-hmm. not 
But maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, know, it seems but... like the ultra-wide for the center stage is super wide and more so than the one in the back, but I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But that, yeah, that's it's it's a good feature. The couple companies that make apps that do that today, I'm sure, are not happy about it. Probably not. But, yeah. it was. I was really surprised to see Apple just basically duct tape two of their devices <laughs> it's together. Great. It's like, we're admitting. Like, I was shocked. We're like, admitting we're really not great at this. <laughs> Especially after like all it's this, a cool feature, yeah. But especially it, after all the studio like, display um, mm-hmm. uh, stuff. Well, yeah, the the studio display, the whole thing there was like your display and the camera are integrated. You don't have to have the <laughs> stupid thing on top. And yep. now they're like, here's a seven inch iPhone on top of your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and you're gonna do this for very specific uses because you're not gonna just have your iPhone up there all times. Yeah. Unless yeah. they're saying, don't trade in your iPhone. Keep your old iPhone for your neck. Well, I mean, based on how they advertise iPhone prices as the trade-in price. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. like they definitely want you to trade in that iPhone. Yeah. And yeah. the handoff I don't know. seems cool as well with FaceTime. Ooh, what was the hand- handoff So thing? if you're on like FaceTime that. call on your iPhone, you walk next to your iPad or Mac, it'll like say you want to use oh. transfer over here, and you can do that now. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, because I often... If I'm taking like a call around the house, I'll answer on my iPhone. But it would be great to like, go, like, okay, let me go to my computer, and then like I could switch over to that. Or I want to see That'd if it nice. works with the watch. I have a FaceTime audio call, the watch I transfer it to my Mac with the video. That'd be neat. I bet you it would work. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I hope that happens because yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'd have to test that. But I, based on how most handoff stuff works, I'm I'm gonna yeah. guess that would probably work. We'll see. That could be cool. Um, we'll see. Reminders got a lot of love. I don't know much about it quite yet, and I don't really use reminders. You're probably the same. Same. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing, we got uh, new hardware. We got this very weird MacBook Pro with a touch bar still. That thing's still alive. Yeah. It's got an M2 chip, I, and not mm-hmm. much else has changed. Um, I, I, I'm still puzzled by the existence of that computer at all. Yeah. But it's bizarre, especially I, with this MacBook Air, which looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, this is... It was an issue last year where the MacBook Air and the 13-inch MacBook Pro were basically the exact same thing, but the Pro was worse and had fans. Yeah. But, like, I did... I, I My work computer, my work-issued computer is a 13-inch MacBook Pro, an M1. <laughs> one. Yeah. And a year ago, my personal computer was an M1 MacBook Air. So I had, like, the two computers. I had right. them, like, one for my personal, one for work. <laughs> and, like, I benchmarked the hell out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and... I saw no evidence, even in like my longest running processes, that the Pro was any faster. That those fans were doing anything to like. You need to work in the Sahara Desert to see the difference. I guess so, <laughs> but like, I was like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why this exists now. And now, especially, why does it exist when the new Air is also a much better? Yeah, it's like, got a bigger, better screen. Um, it's mm-hmm. got MagSafe and two. Por- yeah. How many ports does that MacBook Pro have? Does it just have two? Still two, two so USB-C. you have more ports with the Air now. Or two Thunderbolt. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cheap. Is it cheaper by hundred? It's a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah. Why is it cheaper? I don't know. <laughs> that touch. Maybe bar. the RAM is different. I know the or the storage. The Air like can the get stacked up the twenty. The Air can get stacked up the twenty four gigs as well. But maybe the baselines are better with the Pro. Yeah, I think that was like a weird thing last year with the pricing. Is like the Air started a hundred dollars less, but the base storage was 128 instead of 256 or something yeah and it's where we do get up to 24 gigs of ram now which is a weird number just a weird number that is a weird number most of like 16 32s like are 
you know, multiple. Yeah, you would expect a multiple of eight, two, or four, or eight. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's multiple. Do of you eight. think? Yeah, do you think the twenty four gigs <laughs> is enough for people that have been wanting that thirty two that have been complaining? Is it close enough for those people that are like sixteen is not enough, but maybe twenty four is? I think for the MacBook Air, totally. For the MacBook Mac Pro, I, I, when, oh, when Mac we Mini. eventually get a Mac Mini with an M2, mm. is that going to be a high enough ceiling? You think? I mean, you I, you would expect thirty two there. You would, yeah. If, I think you're right. I mean, I assume it'll be twenty four there as well. I yeah. don't see why. Unless it would we be get more. a Mac Mini Pro M2 Pro or something at some point. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. It would it would actually make sense for the Mini to ship with the the M1. Maybe we'll get the M2 and the M2 Pro in the mini yeah. and the studio will have the max and the ultra. Yeah. Maybe that's how they'll differentiate them. Yeah. And I got to say, you super can't, th- yeah. I was going to say just, you can't get the M one pro in a desktop right now. Oh, that's right. You can only get it in a laptop. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if the mini will have the two low end M twos and then the high end M twos will go in the studio. Studio, Yeah. And then I got to say these colors, man, what's Apple doing? Why didn't they do the iMac thing? <laughs> Baffling. I don't know. Supply chain. Super disappointing. They can't make enough aluminum colors, I guess. I mean, is is pigment not available? I don't know. <laughs> right. It's baffling. Like, they should have matched the iMac colors. Like that would have been yeah. such a win. I'm really, I'm really surprised that they kept like the serious colors. Even like this, the space or not the no, blue. Space, right? midnight. 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 That's the new one. That's it looks the great, but color. it's not. It's dark. It's like not a fun blue it's, yeah it's nice they went like more pro it's a more pro like color yeah the gold like, the looks nice colors. too but still i want above the rainbow yeah i it's i love it seems like a slam dunk yeah i love that they have color matched magsafe now because when the uh, pros launched last year you wouldn't get color matched if you went um space gray or whatever it was i think yes. it's just yeah silver yeah i think that's right but it, the silver is the better color for me yes i agree anyway. Uh, same thing with yes. iPad Pro. You go silver. That's the way it go. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I do wonder how many uh, Space Gray MacBook Pro owners will get one of these new chargers to get the color matched. <laughs> how many chargers will I w- they sell? I wouldn't blame them. Go yeah. for it. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. No. The the thing I was happiest about is that I was worried that I have so I have a 14 inch MacBook Pro, yeah. and I was worried the new MacBook Air would tempt me, and I like that I'm not tempted by it. It looks great. But yeah. like it's not better than the pro. No. I think that's really good. It's really good that I was I was worried if we were in like this M1 and M2 scenario, like would the M2 like technically be better than the M1 Pro or Max or something? But it's definitely not the case. So you still it's still a lower power machine, but it's better than what we had before. So I think that's really good. Good on battery life still. Like we mm-hmm. a thing I was worried about is when they redesign it, we're gonna lose all of our gains we made by just keeping the old design around. Sounds mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. wasn't the case here. I hope, yeah, I, I don't know how it compares, but the battery life on the M1 Air was insane. Yeah. And so we if it's... lost, how do you feel about losing the wedge shape on this thing? Um, It's not a wedge it's anymore. Okay. It's more like a slab with feet. Yeah. It's a slab with I, feet. I'd, I'd have to use it, but I think it's okay. Yeah. I think we can we can move on as we can a, move as on from the wedge. <laughs> I mean, there's valuable real estate in, in not having it yeah. to be that way. Yeah. I think the wedge was like, a, I mean, obviously that was like a iconic thing. mental thing to yeah. get you uh, iconic yes but also a kind of a thing to make make it feel thinner feel thinner <laughs> yeah 
um, than it was. And now it's just like incredibly thin. And so yeah, I wish I, I still, of... I had the original MacBook Air with the little latch door. I wish I still had that just to compare to what we have today. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. come a long ways. <laughs> it really has. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, two Thunderbolt ports and the headphone jack with high and Pete's headphones. And uh, yes. we have like the notch, never... notches everywhere basically now. Yeah. Yep, they add the notch to the Mac is right before they remove it from the iPhone. Yeah, which and, is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, anything else um, about WWDC? Um, for sure. Um, just a couple little things. Um, I was excited to see WeatherKit is an yeah. API and an SDK that developers can use, which is a good privacy-based uh, API for getting the weather. So that's fantastic to see. Um, the pricing seems reasonable. Yeah. I think it's free for up to half a million requests for weather a month. And I'm almost uh, glad there is a paid version of this and it's priced mm-hmm. well because one fear I had was if it's totally free, what's how are developers going to charge for weather apps if we know this is free now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like it's it's priced and it's priced half of what Dark Sky was charging. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's fifty dollars per million requests, effectively. Yeah, that you're making. So that's I think that's very reasonable. Um, great to see it, <laughs> and it works. Yeah, there's a web, there's a RESTful API, so web apps and Android apps can make weather apps with it still. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, I liked their uh, rapid security response updates. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. So they can push updates to all their devices, all their operating systems, I think, um, without needing you to restart, without needing you to opt into them, which is good. So if there's a security update, you can just have it yeah. and not like have to do a reboot or whatever. <laughs> um, so that's good. I think Android has a similar thing, um, but it's just good to be able to get those security updates out without hoping your users opt in <laughs> to <Right>. them. <laughs> how is, is dual booting a Mac still even possible? Like um, how... Like if you wanted to install the beta <laughs> through a external hard drive, is that a thing? Oh, so... I think it is. I haven't done it in a while. I may, maybe I should try it on this. Um, I think you can still do the thing where you're like you hold option or whatever when yeah. you're booting and select your boot drive. Right. Yeah. I should check nine to five Mac. Nine to five Mac every year, like clockwork, has a how to install the Mac OS beta on a <laughs> external third, or like on an SSD. Yeah. So they'll probably have it this year if it is possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was a really yeah. good show. I mean, it was they a good just had show. So much in there. It um, was a. It was. It was definitely a good show. It felt. Um, it, it, if I could generalize, I think it felt similar to whatever year they did iOS eight. Yeah. Um. I where there were a whole bunch third of third party like, keyboards. I, never, uh, I think that was third party better. keyboards. They did that was when we got the share sheet because yeah. like before that you only had like. Every every whenever you shared, it would be the exact same sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, no third party apps were allowed in there. Like Twitter and Facebook were there because you used to be able to sign into your Twitter and Facebook accounts in iOS, which was a weird time. You wouldn't believe it, but it yeah. happened. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, like just like all these things that we'd been asking for for a long time, and some of which we thought maybe we would never get. Right. Uh, just all happened. So, you know, we're in the post WWDC high, and like. Everything feels good right now, and we'll we'll start to use the betas, right. and things will be messy here and there. And now that we have multi-window on the iPad, and we have external displays, now we're going to have new things we want. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just the nature. Well, it's of like, these. oh, next year, are we getting two external displays on iPad? Or 
<laughs> yeah, right. So uh, yeah. It, you know, there's always there's always more things to want, but I, I yeah. it def- definitely feels like a good uh, a good set of updates. Uh, maybe not for the Mac. The Mac seems fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, for the iPad especially, and I think some of the iPhone stuff. I think people will really really appreciate. Um, so I think that it, it it seems like it's a pretty good year for updates. Yeah, and we didn't um, mention the Files app. Major overhaul with what you can do in there now. You can change file extensions and like all sorts of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much more findery than it used to be. It's yeah. getting there. Yeah, I, I I heard through through a birdie that uh, you should definitely check out the files app because there's more there than you might think in yeah. this update. So it it sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah, and the across system undo redo um, and files photos and calendar like there's. And if you select, so the context menus too, if you select multiple things, it's a different context menu. We mentioned that briefly earlier. Mm -hmm. It's all sorts of great things. Toolbar customizations. (laughs) It's, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's super great. Um, Like I said, everything I, everything in my life besides my Mac is on the beta right now. So, and we've on this call for like an hour and a half uh, plus and this uh, beta has not crashed or rebooted once. So that's a, it's a good thing. (laughs) <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, i wasn't brave enough but i'm glad that you were and it's uh it's surviving yeah i wonder how warm this thing is oh, it's very warm <laughs> it's plugged in the power and running a display so you know yeah ah oh, so this is a lot of fun I, I always enjoy doing this and um yeah um yeah where we, can people find we, um your awesome videos that you've been putting out uh these days yeah, the, I'm putting most of my work into YouTube these days, uh, and so I've got a channel called A Better Computer that you can check out, and it's exactly what it sounds like, uh, just about finding ways to use your computer better. So it's mo- basically an all-good news channel. Um, only talk about things that I think uh, you should check out, um, whether it's software or hardware or whatever. Um, so not an Apple-devoted channel, yeah. but it's very Apple-y, <laughs> just based on what I, I actually use. So... Uh, that's probably the best place to check me out. Very cool. Well, thank you, Matt, for your time. This has been such a fun chat, and it's uh, fun kind of going through this stuff uh, after the high of yesterday. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do it again next year. It's, it's a tradition at this point, I think. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, that was my discussion with Matt all about WWDC. Make sure to check out his website at birchtree.me and watch his awesome videos over on YouTube. As a reminder, you can support the podcast by downloading this episode's sponsor, Agenda. Learn more at Agenda.com. My thanks once again to Agenda for sponsoring this episode. You can get episodes early at Patreon.com slash Pros or by subscribing in Apple Podcasts. My thanks to everyone that supports the show at either of those places. And with that, I'll talk to everyone again real soon.